Welcome to EO Audio, the podcast of the East Oregonian. Today is Thursday, October 8th, 2015, and we're coming to you a day early this week because football games begin tonight. First, the EO Sports crew will break down this week's high school games, then Tim and Steve will give you their NFL picks for the weekend. Well, welcome to this week's podcast of the Pigskin Pickers, or the Pigskin Picker Podcast. Uh, I'm Matt Entrop with the East Oregonian, here with Sam Barbie from the Hermiston Herald, hey, hey. and Eric Singer, also of the East Oregonian. It's a beautiful day in Pendleton. Yes, indeed. Uh, nice and cloudy. Um, <laughs> we're here to, to run off the latest in the Pigskin Pickers, the comings and goings. Uh, and give you a rundown on this week's high school football games. Uh, looks like last week in the Pickers, we had Kevin Fisher and Clint Shoemake going 8-2 and two to win the week. Uh, helps them move up to third and fourth in the overall standings, respectively. Uh, but they haven't caught Mike Appleton and Sam Barbie yet. That's right. On a very strong 7-3 and three on the week, go to 30-10 and 10 to lead the Pickers. Um, from there, it kind of goes down one spot at a time, not a lot of separation. But then you get down to the bottom where Kim Ferguson still picking up the, the tail end of things at 22 and 18, coming off a rough five and five week. So go ahead and pick up the, uh, this week's copy of the East Oregonian uh, on Thursday to see where everybody stands and what's coming up in this week's pickers. Uh, moving along to the High school games of the week, uh, we've got uh, Hermiston hosting Sandy on Friday. Should be a big one. But before we get into that, let's talk about some of the Thursday games that we got on the slate. Uh, one of those now, including Pendleton. They've moved their game at AC Davis to Thursday at 7 p.m. So if you were planning on going up to Yakima for a long weekend, uh, you might want to take an extra day off of work. Uh, but uh, so looking at that matchup, Pendleton and AC Davis, what do we think out of that that game there? It's it's going to be a rough game, rough week again for Pendleton. Uh, they struggled big time last week against Ridgeview with Ridgeview's running attack and just other issues with with uh, execution and stuff on plays. And um, you know, be honest, Eric, uh, Pendleton's coach Eric Davis told me after the game last week that he's. He's, you know, just just as you always do, you go in every week with with your goal of winning the football game. But he's more or less hoping to just get out of get out of Yakima healthy and get and get ready for league play, um, and see what his team will do. But uh, it's, it's I think it's going to be another rough week for Pendleton. Yeah, they sure didn't hold up well to Ridgeview's size yeah. last week. Uh, AC being a, a large school uh, from a large community, you got to think they're going to have some big boys. Yeah, they are up there. So looks like a tough one for Pendleton. At least they're going to get it out of the way early. Uh, any of you guys seeing Pendleton coming out of a, this one with a win? I, I, Pendleton could play. Uh, I, I see him playing better, but yeah, I, I think AC Davis is is too good for them okay. this week. Called a little AC Davis on SWX this weekend, and and I saw him play basketball last year. And they're athletic. They got players all over the place. Uh, got to go with got to go with the Pirates. All right. Well, I'll make it uh, unanimous. Go with AC Davis. Uh, we got a couple of 1A games also on the slate, a couple of uh, exciting games, actually. We've got Perrydale at Ione. This will be a, a big one to decide that, that special district standings. Uh, Perrydale still unbeaten in in first place. And Ione coming off a rough loss at Arlington that uh, 
was uh, had a couple heartbreakers in there for the Cardinals, giving up fourth and long for touchdowns twice. Uh, that's just not going to get it done. Yeah, that'll hurt. So the Cardinals are going to have to step up and play big on big downs. Uh, they're getting about 95% of the way there and not finishing. So tough one coming in with Perrydale. You guys you guys like Ione or Perrydale on this one? Uh, Perrydale's shown that they're a pretty good team this year. Ione's you know, struggling uh, to, to make it through yet, so I'm going to roll with Perrydale. Perrydale. Yeah, the inconsistency down there in Ione I think is still going to be a little bit too much this week. So moving on to Dufer at Arlington. Uh, Dufer 0-2 in the league right now, but uh, has played, I believe, Perrydale and Sherman. Yes. So you can't really uh, fault them too much on that. Arlington 2-0 and trying to prove they're a real contender in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys think comes out of this game? This, this game is a... I think it's a big-time toss-up. I mean, you, you look at Dufer, and they've played a, a really tough schedule so far. Uh, you know, sitting at 3-2 and two overall, but you look at their OSAA ranking, and they're number six. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you get Arlington, as good as they've shown, you know, their ranking's number 11, but, you know, you can take that with a yeah. grain of salt right now, I guess. But, uh, I mean, it's it's Arlington's shown they've got the offensive firepower and a good defense, and, and Dufer's shown they're a good team. So I, I think it's a toss-up. Okay. Who do you like? I think I'm going to roll with Arlington. Arlington, um, going with the home yeah. team. I like the way you're thinking on that one. Um, I think Arlington definitely has shown they've got a defense. Their strength of schedule is definitely not what uh, Dufer has played, but being at home with a good defense, I like those two combinations, so I'm going to go with Arlington. We'll make it a sweep for the Hunkers. All right, so we're in consensus on our Thursday night games with Perrydale, Arlington, and A.C. Davis picking up wins as we see it. Moving along to Friday, the big one, well, the big one for the big schools, I guess, is Hermiston hosting Sandy. A uh, couple of winless teams, but uh, it's not not as easy to break break it down as it would seem. It's not. Um, the combined record of both these two teams is thirty nine and nine of their opponents. Uh, of their opponents, I'm sorry. Um, both teams have played two undefeateds. Um, uh, the only losing team to be on these on these two team schedules is Putnam, who beat Sandy twenty six fifteen in the opener. Um, it's it's tough to know how 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 you know bad these two teams really are because of the schedules they've played. Um, both have a lot of, have, a, have a lot of turnaround, um, new players. Uh, Sandy has a whole whole sort whole slew of new guys on the offense. Uh, Grayson Consala, Dylan Holiday, Alex. I'm going to butcher this name. Sonian. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> uh, Braden Watson, Robert Steiner. Those most, most of those guys are new from from last year's playoff team. Uh, but remember, Sandy, Sandy's got a chip on their shoulder to beat this Hermison team. Um, Hermiston came in last year and two Sandy in 156-17, and then in a playoff game, Hermiston won 17-0 in a, in a really interesting game with the first touchdown didn't come until the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be interesting. Um, Sandy likes to run the ball. They're they're a smash-mouth team. Um, Hermiston, that's that's not really their game. They, they're yeah. more of a finesse team. Um, so it'll, I mean, something's got to give here. Um, but, but Hermiston sniffing out wins. They're not going to have Deshaun Neal, probably. He's got a high ankle sprain. It sounds like he was in a boot in the volleyball game. He was in a walking boot and crutches last night at the volleyball game, which isn't generally a good sign. Three days out from a football game. Um, but here's a quote from David Paitete. Uh, any opportunity you get to play a team with a matching record, it's a great opportunity to try and win. Uh, somebody's going to leave Friday night with a W. And that's, that's about as, as, is factually correct. Yeah, I cannot <laughs> argue with that. Some, someone, someone's going to win, uh, and I think it's going to be Hermiston. Um, 
I think I think their schedule has prepared them more. Um, and and they were really close. They really really are close. Um, five, they 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 forced five quarter lane turnovers last week, and they just couldn't capitalize on any of them. And that was the difference in the game. But they played they played well enough to win, aside from not capitalizing. So yeah, it really sounds like at least the the Hermiston defense is starting to get its feet underneath it, yes. get get things moving in the right yes. direction. Um, Hunsaker not going to be as mobile as as Neil, but he's at least a senior. He knows the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like they're bringing in a, a freshman who's never played in a high school game. Right. So right. I like them there. Um, I think Hermiston does break the, the schneid this week. They get the, the win and give the home fans something to cheer about. Yeah, I'm going to roll with Hermiston too. It's I, I think it uh, it, it kind of hurts him a little bit with uh, Deshaun Neal possibly being out because he's He's last few weeks. He's really put together some good games and yes. got some got some momentum going with that offense. So um, you know, it'll be it'll be tough, I think, to, to get a, another rhythm going with Hunsaker. But I think Hermiston comes out with the win. All right, and then moving along from there, we got the game of the week, uh, which should probably be just jam packed. I would think out in Irrigan. I think that town's going to grow in size uh, by threefold <laughs> that night when Stanfield comes to town for a couple of. Five and O teams squaring off huge Columbia Basin conference game, second game of the week. Uh, I got a chance to actually chat with both coaches earlier today, and uh, some very interesting connections there between those coaches and those schools. Not sure if everybody's aware, but Steve Scheller coached at Stanfield two years ago. Uh, now the head coach at Irrigan, so he's familiar with the Tyler Munkuses, the Dylan Grogans, the, the stars on that Stanfield team. He's seen them come along. He told me he's an unabashed Stanfield supporter, um, but obviously that's going to change between the hours of 7 p.m. and, and 9 p.m. on Friday <laughs> uh, this week. They, they desperately want to win this game, as does Stanfield. It's, it's a huge game for playoff implications for each team, um, but Steve Scheller also coached Stanfield coach Davey Salas when Salas was uh, playing at Umatilla. He gave uh, Salas his first coaching job, uh, hired him on at the staff at Stanfield, and he hired him as the uh, JV boys basketball coach at Irrigan. So Salas has those two-way connections going as well. So it's just going to be great fun for, for these teams. Both of the teams of players know each other very well. I can't imagine a, a more fun atmosphere for a high school football game than what's going to be going on out in Irrigan tonight. Um, that being said, none of that's going to have anything to do with the matchup. <laughs> yeah, true. So yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the football game. Um, Irgen struggled last week with a mm-hmm. speed rusher mm-hmm. out in Culver. Uh, obviously, that's what Stanfield's got a lot of. Mm-hmm. How are you breaking this game down, Sam? Well, it's it's going to come down. It's going it's going to come down to who can stop the run. I totally butchered that sentence. <laughs> um, um, the, the, the the running offense versus the rushing defense is, is going to be the matchup. Not only because both the, that's that's what both those teams do really really well. Here again with with Carlos Zacharias and Freddie Vera, and Stanfield with Tyler Munkus and company. Um, but both these teams seem to struggle with their run defense as well. Mm-hmm. Um, um, a couple weeks ago against Imbler, uh, Stanfield was the better team, but but struggled stopping the run at times. Um, last week, Culver uh, against Irrigan. Um, Irrigan ended up being the better team, but struggled with with defending the run. So it's going to come down to that. And and both these teams, they run wing T. Um, and there's there's the Scheller Salas connection. Um, Salas yeah. runs the offense that Scheller taught him at Umatilla. So um, 
it's there are no secrets. There, there's there's going to be there's, there's nothing nothing unknown about these two teams uh, between each other. It's 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 going to come down who runs the ball better and who stops the run better. Yeah, and that's the sense I got from talking to the coaches. It's all above table here, um, and it's going to come down to the fo- football fundamentals of running the ball, hitting your gaps, and tackling players. And Scheller felt like his players were in the right position to make plays last week. They just didn't finish them. They just didn't make those tackles. And so uh, they've been working on that a lot this week. And, you know, I know I picked Stanfield to finish above them in the, the final standings, and I believe that may still happen, but I think Irrigan pulls this game out. I'm going to pick Irrigan in this one. I'm, I'm going to roll with Irrigan, too. I've, I liked what I've seen out of them, big picture-wise, uh, this season. And I think in a game like this, too, it always helps. Or it always gives an advantage to the home team. Um, you, you got the home, your home crowd behind you. Um, I think that, that gives you just a little bit more momentum uh, to, to start the game off, and I think that's where, where Irrigan takes advantage. Yeah, you know, Irrigan might have a home field advantage, but not much. Not this is much. probably going to feel like yep. a neutral site yeah. with as many Stanfield fans as should be able to travel to this one. Uh, to provide a little more context, um, Irrigan's ranked third by the OSAA and Stanfield's fifth. Uh, Hepner's tenth. So that gives you an idea of, of what the state's of, of what the state's formulas think of mm-hmm. what, what the math thinks. Math is and Ajak doesn't think, but this yeah. is this is what the math thinks of, of the team. So this is going to have a, a, a lot to say in the two A. Columbia Basin Conference. That said, uh, I'm, I'm going to roll with the Tigers. Um, I, I think I think Dylan, Dylan Grogan and Tyler Monkis are going to be too much. I think Stanford is going to try to throw the ball a little bit more than they have. Um, I think I, I don't know how how Irrigan is going to match up against a, a, you know, any kind of passing game. That's not mm-hmm. really what either team does. So uh, I like Stanfield on the road. Um, they're hot. They're playing well. Yeah, going blue great. Blue. Just too bad we can't figure out a way to get a, a live video feed from that one. Yeah. Uh, next on the slate, we looks like we've got uh, Pilot Rock going to West McEwen. The Rockets looking for their first CBC win. West McEwen looking to bounce back off a tough loss at Stanfield. Uh, what do you, I, I, I like West McEwen in this one. They, Same they've here. proven Same they've got a tough defense or a good run team. Pilot Rock still young, looking to find its way. I mean, yeah, Wesson, Wesson put up a really good fight against Stanfield last week. I, I think that only, even with the loss, it proved that they're they're right there in the CBC. So I'm going to roll with uh, Weston McEwen. It's as close to, to a, a memorial victory as you can get for Weston McEwen. Um, Stanfield had to come back to win that game late. Uh, I, so you got to go with Weston McEwen. Pilot Rock hasn't shown anyone anything. That, that right. would suggest that they could compete in the CBC. All right. No love for the Rockets here. Um, we got now Culver coming to Hepner. Culver obviously just fell short in a foot race with Irrigan last week, and uh, Hepner definitely not a team that's going to miss its tackles. Um, defense has been one of their calling cards all season. Uh, do you guys think the Bulldogs have any chance of sneaking past the Mustangs out here? I, I think the, they have a chance of putting up a good fight, but I think uh, in the end, Hepner is just going to be too much for them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to agree with that assessment. Um, Culver played really well against against Irrigan, but Hepner is a completely different story. Nothing nothing against the Knights, but but it's just Hepner is is the traditional power, and they're always going to be good. They're always going to be sound fundamentally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and one of the great things about uh, Hepner from a reporter's standpoint is they keep great stats, fantastic stats. They do. Uh, so we get to see a lot of the balance that comes in on that stat sheet every week, and. 
Hepner has got to be one of the deeper squads out yeah. there right now. Uh, I love Hepner to, to go along and be Well, you have your backup cool. quarterback come in and, <laughs> and play as well as he did. That's, yeah. you, you, you can't teach that. That's, well, yeah. that, that just, that's a benefit to having a good program and good coaching. Well, yeah, and they've routinely got you know five different guys getting in the end zone every right. week. Yep. They've yep. got ten guys carrying the ball. Yep. Okay. I mean, they've got all kinds of guys getting in on defense, getting Too many weapons. And, Too many weapons. Yeah. Great team. Hepner rolls. Uh, moving along, we're going down to Umatilla at Kingsway Christian, going all the way out to Vancouver, Washington, uh, to take on this squad here. Um, you know, not not a whole lot uh, going on for Kingsway. It doesn't seem like. I, I think Umatilla is going to get one on the road here just based off of what I've seen on the, the schedules. I'll agree with that. I'm going with Umatilla. Headed back to my neck of the woods. A um, couple of the schools on, on Kingsway Christian I grew up playing against, uh, so that's that's always fun to see. A um, little bit of background. Uh, Kingsway's got a, got a running back who I'm told is, is a pretty good little player. Um, but they're maybe Justin Johnson, but their defense is, is rather porous. Um, they've given up. 15 and 42 points in the last two games. Um, so uh, not that Umatilla is an offensive powerhouse, but there's definitely going to be opportunities for Umatilla to score. So I'm going to go with the Vikings to move to 6-1. and one. Yeah, yeah. Do you th- 5-1. and one. And, you know, beyond this week, do you think Umatilla has a chance to compete in this 3 league? I mean, it doesn't seem like their strength of schedule has been that great so far. I, I don't know. Um, they'll beat Riverside, and this will be a fun game. Uh, I think Vail is too much. Um Sean Hart, reporter at, at the Hermeson Herald, is, is a Vail native, and we went through their schedule, and he basically told me that every team Vail played is good. Um, <laughs> well, regardless, Sean Hart says so. Regardless of, well, he, he's familiar with them. I mean, he's I mean, probably a little bit biased there, but um, so Vail, I mean, don't 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 look at Vail's record and assume because they have a loss that, that they're not available because it is. And and uh, is lucky they get Vail at home this year, so we'll see. Um, uh, just... It's, yeah. it's, you don't know. You just don't know. Just like to see, uh, you know, the 3A team playing some more difficult schools. Maybe sure. make that happen next year, Vikings. <laughs> uh, moving on, we got Mack High going to LeGrand uh, to open Greater Oregon League play. Poor Pioneers. They have no chance here. No. Um, they're playing for next year. They're playing for experience. And, uh, you know, let's just hope that they can finish the game healthy. Yep. And, and, Continue to fight through four quarters. Yeah. This is a little grand win. Almost. Yes. All right. I'm just getting nods across the table, <laughs> so we'll move along. Uh, final. Is this our final game of the week? Joseph at Echo. Looks like it is. Um, the Eagles coming into town to face a Cougar squad that is coming, frankly, off its best game of the season, mm-hmm. even though it was a loss. Yep. Uh, showed a great fight. And I know you talked to, to Coach Rick about that, and he was pretty – tore up. Yeah, um, you could just hear it in his voice. Um, it's it, losing is never something that that people do you know, deal with well. Uh, but you could just tell there's an extra edge in his voice because um, he was he he was so happy with how they played, mm-hmm. and that is where the pain came from. Was was he, he told me it was one of the it was the best game he's seen an Echo team play in years. Yeah, well, and, this week we get to see you know were they trying to win one for the Gipper and right. not using that extra emotion, right? Or are they this solid of a team? Can they move on without Clay Jensen and, and right. add a few wins to the schedule this year? I personally, I think they can. I think Joseph's defense is 
going to be ripe for the the beating. I, I think you can can definitely get some points on these guys. I like Echo to, to finish off those drives this week. Echo's al- or Joseph has allowed 60 points in its last two games, um, a 62-60 to loss at Powder Valley, and then a 60, uh, 60 to nothing home loss against Dreary from Idaho. Um, a very dreary loss indeed. Um, so, uh, but I, I, I don't know how they can do with losing their quarterback twice in a season. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot to ask, um, and especially coming off a really, really, really emotional loss. Yeah, um, those those can just rip the sails right off the boat. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I I picked Joseph um, in the newspaper, and, and I'm going to stay with Joseph. All right. Uh, I, I think I think losing I think emo- Echo is just emotionally. Yes, yeah, this was another toss-up game for me, but in the end, I, I ended up going with Echo. All right, I went with Echo too. I mean, oh, they're still wow. They uh, they may have uh, been dealt some emotional blows, but they're still breathing. So I think that uh, that they're kind of, they're going to come out of this and, and get a win, get stronger for it. Yep. All right. Well, that that does it. We've run through them all. And thanks for joining us for this week's Pigskin Pickers podcast. Welcome back to the NFL version of the Pigskin Podcast. I'm Tim Trainer here with Steve Hill and another winning week from your NFL punters. How about that, Steve? Three I'm, and two. I'm liking it, especially liking our call on Monday Night Football. Yep, saved our saved our week for sure after a rough start. Uh, let's kind of go through that a little bit here. We we took the Texans getting plus six, who I think were losing by twenty or like three minutes into that game. Poor decision, right? Poor decision. Poor decision, but I admire our guts in taking an underdog. Yeah. Uh, we got to do that now and then. Yeah, but for that, sure. That was a whiff. I think I think we learned our lesson. Don't bet against the Falcons at home this year. That's fair, right? Yeah. And, and Ryan Mallett isn't very good. Exactly. Yep. But, I mean, that was an especially large and unexpected egg that yep. the Texans laid. I mean, I just feel that's, like they're way better than that's that. That's sayonara to the season now. They're, you know, even in a bad division, they're done. So we followed up that, that rough one with a Bills team that was five-point favorites over the Giants that trailed that whole game. was never, was never going to cover. Um, lost it straight up. They're a little more dinged up than I think we realized, but... Uh, Again, another just surprising, lackluster effort from a team that we have high hopes for long term. Yep. So we're, we're after those first two games, we're we're thinking, uh oh, this is the bad week that puts you know those million dollars going down the tubes. But our beloved Bengals, who've been saving us all year, they they go four zero against the spread in the first four weeks. They win by double digits and and pretty handily against the Chiefs. They were only given four. They covered that most of the second half and got us our first win of the week. I think you can be proud of your team. Yeah, uh, definitely uh, clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, that might be the. I was going to say that might be the last time they're undervalued by the uh, betters in Vegas, but maybe they are again. So we'll, we'll get that to that a little later. The Packers, you know, it's been our go-to just bet against the Niners this year. It's we've, I think we're three and one doing that. Um, the Niners just can't score, and they covered the eight pretty easy. And then a uh, so we go into Monday night back to two and two, and we need to save the week with we took the Lions plus ten. Just a crazy Monday night game that we still felt pretty good. You know, it was never going to be 10. Like, the Seahawks might have won the game and, and the Lions might have won the game, but the 10 was pretty safe the most, once, they, once the Lions got that defensive touchdown. Huh? Fun, fun game to yep. watch. Of course, the controversy at the end added a little uh, spice to it. Yep. But um, 
You know, it personally, uh, you know, no question now after seeing the replays over and over again that the, yeah. the ball was uh, batted yeah. out of the end zone. That How the ref missed it is just hilarious to me. I mean, there are photos yeah. kicking around the Internet of this ref just staring right at everything. Perfect vantage point. But I didn't know the rule. Uh, apparently, Pete Carroll didn't know the rule. And well, uh, like I mean, you, I thought it was a good play by this yeah. guy. Yeah. I mean, the NFL's got too many rules. The guy did the yeah. right thing. Denver, or, I mean, Detroit had the ball last. You, the ball is going out the back of the end zone. You, you help it on its way. Like, I don't know why that should be a rule. With, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but it underscores the importance of uh, yeah. karma. Yeah. Apparently, it's good for Seattle at home on Monday uh-huh. uh, when it comes to these goofball yeah, calls. Right. But, but Cam Chancellor's back in a yeah. big way. Yeah. What a play. And regardless of whether you're for or against this, you know, Result for the Lions. You gotta like when a yep. a great play like the play Cam made yeah, it was amazing. Uh, stands up and and makes the difference that it ought to make in the outcome yeah. of the game. That was just a fantastic play. Oh, and two without him, two no with him. That's that's not a coincidence. All right, so three and two last week puts us to twelve and eight on the year, up four million dollars. If you're betting a million dollars on every game, and that we'll guy be, has to be out there somewhere. Yeah, he is. We would love to hear from you, <laughs> he or she. We're, you know, we know there's some big spenders out there who are following us our every move. Twelve and eight's good enough to win you some money, but it's not good enough to make a dent in the super super contest. Now, there's yeah, I mean, tell us about the leaderboard. We're there. twenty picks in. Yep. Okay, twenty games, uh, and the leader <laughs> is eighteen and two. That's so incredible. we got a little catching up to do, but we uh, lunch today spun through the whole standings, and uh, we're right in the middle. Yeah, you know, twelve and eight. If you're over five hundred, you gotta be feeling good, that's and right. that's that's one big five and a week and a stumble from the top guys, and we're we're right right in the hunt. So let's try to get it going. With man, it seems like a tough week. Huh? Let's let's go through a little bit of the of the games we've got to got to pick. Um, what. I don't know. Why don't you start from the, the stop, top there, Steve? What, what's that first game? Well, you're looking at Indy Houston? Yeah, Thursday night. Yeah, you know, we, we've talked already about those Texans, but, yep. uh, you know, we don't have Andrew Luck yeah. uh, as a certainty for the game. And you got to admit, while we love that guy, those Colts have been struggling. Yeah. And... Uh, I just figure we don't know who's yeah. going to show up, yeah. so we're too staying many, away from yeah, that one. Too many question marks and too many positions, so that's a pass. Yeah. And 10 points ten. You know, on that game. I mean, if you uh, look at the spread wow. on that one. Uh, actually, wait a minute. I'm, excuse me. Maybe this uh, comment needs to hit the editing floor, yeah. but uh, this is a pick. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm God. looking at the minus 10. That has to do with the juice. So, I mean, yeah. I think that uh, – even Vegas is scratching its head, wondering what to yeah, do with this. There's, one. there's yeah. too much unknown there, so that's an easy pass. So let's go into those Sunday morning games. What, what kind of, what were we thinking about, and kind of what, what rose to the top? Well, we argued about uh, Jacksonville at Tampa Bay. I like the Jags in that game. I know you do. I think I just think they're a better team. I think Tampa Bay. I think Winston might eventually be a good quarterback, but he's a bad one now. And I think you can get some easy defensive touchdowns there. And I think the Jags are better, and I love the points. Yeah, but, but at the same time, you 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 believe in Tampa at home, huh? I, I really think there's something about Tampa's uh, you know pirate ship, and you know I've been down at NFR in Vegas, and you know need one more to make my three leg parlay. And anytime I go against uh, Tampa Bay at home, it's always killed me. So I just I'm scared of that one. Yep. 
And that's what a good gambling duo does. When they come back, come down on opposite sides, you just you just pass over that. Yeah, yeah. And, and we've got some brilliant picks coming up. Right. But All that right. one I think we stay away from. All right, sounds good. Okay, so the next one's Buffalo, Tennessee. What, what gets your uh, – Motor running about Buffalo after yeah. that last effort. Yeah, I, I just don't think we can give up on them that early. Maybe the Giants are a little better than we thought. That was a bad loss by the Bills at home. Uh, we can take, you know, you have the Patriots on a bye. You take a big step forward with a home win, put you three and one, and a good chance to kind of, kind of lead the wild card chase and keep the pressure on New England. That was a bad loss for sure. But at the same time, I think they come come back. They know they've got to get a win here on a Tennessee team that is is coming off a bye. They've had two weeks to prepare for this. Mariota's been okay. But the Bills have some – they're well coached. They have a great defense. They have some some playoff desires, I think, and they want to get there, and they need to win this game. And two and a half on the road uh, seems seems doable for them. This one ought to be winnable. I predicted great things for Percy Harvin last yep. week and didn't quite play out. Yep. But uh, that, let's look at him again, and let's also look at Sammy Watkins. Hope he gets right. into the mix a yeah, little bit. That, that Buffalo team last week was beat up. We didn't know the extent of those injuries when we made that pick, but they didn't seem to have the offensive firepower. Um, they're, they're better than Tennessee. We hope that you know the two weeks, the bye, that can definitely help a team, but Buffalo needs this win bad, and we, we hope they go in there and get it. So we're taking the Bills, minus 2.5 on the road. And then we got Cleveland-Baltimore. Cleveland-Baltimore. And, and that's, that's a rivalry. Yep. And uh, I think Baltimore is the way to go. Uh, yep. We agreed on that one. What's the line there? Baltimore is 6.5-point favorites. That's six and a half. They win by a touchdown. They cover. Yep. Um, what are you thinking about Cleveland? Oh, I think Cleveland's a mess. Um, they've been in some close games for sure, but Baltimore just had their season gifted to them last week. They were on the ropes so to go zero and four in that Pittsburgh game on Thursday. So that means they've got ten get ten days to prepare for this. That's you know a, bi- a week and a half, which is a real help. They get back at home. They they take care of business in Cleveland. They've, they've, they, they've, they've have, you know, that one and three, they get this win. They're creeping back up to 500. They see the bills losing. They see these other teams coming back to them. I think they, they've just a, a really, you know, a, a team that has some confidence that you don't really think of at one and three. I think they win that game by double digits and we'll, we'll, we'll throw the points. Sounds good. Big win last game for them. Yeah. Huge. Uh, looking at Washington at Atlanta. Yeah. And uh, we bailed on the Falcons train. Now we're back on. Yeah. We, we rode them earlier in the year. We're big on them. We, we went against them last week against the Texans because they were 3-0. We thought they might have been, you know, looking forward a little bit and, and not taking those Texans serious. The Texans played horrendous. They gave the ball up way too much. But Atlanta looks like a really good team, especially at home. We'd kind of lean that way. But at the same time, um, you know, they're a team that, that can't have a, a week off. And I'm not – totally convinced they can just blow out anybody with a good Washington defense. I think that's a stay away. Yeah, but I think when we look at Atlanta we're, and, and how they do, uh, we're going to wish we yeah. we had taken them. But, uh, you know, let's give them one more week where we're back on the train but not taking them. But I think if they clean Washington's clock, yep. uh, we got to include yep. them in our, in our five yep. uh, the next time. I think that's a team that you never definitely don't bet against at home from here on out and maybe start betting on if they keep keep uh, just winning by double digits for sure. 
You wanted to take Kansas City or, wait a minute, you wanted Chicago, and, and uh, you need to you know, to clarify that. I'm yeah. a little confused about your I, position. On I, when I saw that on the schedule, uh, the Bengals beat Kansas City. You play, played pretty well last week. I watched all that game. I think Kansas City's good. I saw Chicago um, had won a game last week. It was coming in there, and I just thought, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump all over that game. I think KC won in three needs a needs a win they've had a really tough schedule green bay monday night denver with that sunday or was that sunday sunday night i think then they had the Bengals on the road tough tough schedule almost beat denver you know was outplayed by cincy and and green bay but i still think they're good i was i was ready to go over kc and then the line comes out at nine and a half nine and a half that's rough it's in kansas city I'd, I'd still lean towards taking that, but nine and a half. We we. I mean, how much? How nice was that to have those ten points Monday night? You just that felt good that whole game. You do, um, like you said, starting up ten zero yep. feels good. Yep. I mean, Chicago is terrible. That said, um, now and then every season Cutler has some just crazy mm-hmm. good game, mm-hmm. and my spidey sense is telling me we got to be worried about that enough. Yeah. To not take Kansas City given nine and a and, half, and I, you could see KC up fourteen, very uncomfortable, you know, comfortably ahead in that game, cheap cover, and you get beat. So <laughs> exactly, I, I loved Kansas City. I think there's a good chance they win forty-two to ten, but um, uh, nine and a half is too much for me. Okay, so All we're right. passing. Okay, we're passing, and then we're also passing on New Orleans at Philly. Yeah, two of the biggest question marks in the league right now. I think um, are those teams. Ten and six or six and ten. I don't think anybody knows. So that's that's a definite pass for me. Exactly, and they just Philly's just got to show us something. Yep, and they just haven't. New Orleans, you got to love Drew Brees and all the fight in him, but um, going away to Philly when Philly really needs to um, get straight and and keep its fan base. Right. Uh, yeah, I just think we got to stay away from that one. Yep, I agree. Now, one we're taking, we're taking an underdog on this one. St. Louis going to Lambeau, and we're taking the Rams. Well, I think you have him explain to do there, Steve. You've 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 been a believer in Lambeau, and it's treated us pretty well. Yeah, uh, I mean, again, the nine and a half uh, that uh, the Packers are given that that has something to do with it. Yeah, um, but I think that you know, St. Louis is way better than a lot of people think. Yep. And I think they put put together a really good game, and they got their young running back going. Yeah. Their uh, two wins this year, Seattle and Arizona, two pretty darn good teams, one right. on the road last week in Arizona. They're capable of playing big, and it seems like they play big against big teams. And so I think we've got the same sort of comfort level with this pick that yep. we had with the Detroit pick. Yeah. That uh, we're just getting so many points here that uh, we're on the right side yeah. of it. I don't think either of us think Green Bay is going to lose that game, but St. Louis has a good defense. Rodgers gets his points, but uh, they don't they don't win by 10. Exactly. And then we uh, – so we're taking that one. Yep. We're taking uh, St. Louis, and uh, they are getting – you know, is it nine or nine and a half? I think it depends on where you're going, but the line we're taking, they're getting nine points from Green Bay. We'd love to see that at 10 by betting time, but... Yeah, okay. So the next game on the list that we're not taking is Seattle at Cincy. Cincy's your team. What do you have to say about that? Well, that line 
opened it at Bengals by one at, in Cincinnati. Obviously, the sort of Las Vegas uh, just sort of baseline is the home team gets three points. Uh, so that means that they think Seattle's two points better than the 4-0 Cincinnati Bengals, which I, I thought's insulting. Seattle's has stunk in, in three out of four games this year. The Bengals have been terrific. Um, the line is quickly, it looked like, uh, sort of righted itself. It's down at three, which the, the, the betters spoke on that. Um, I, think Se- I think Seattle is very good. Their defense is tremendous. I still think Cincinnati is the favorite in that game and, and most probably will win. But with a defense that is so turnover-friendly, they, they cause so many turnovers in Seattle, I think they get some touchdowns and win that game. So I, I think it's a stay away. I think three is a fair line. You know, I think I, I think you could go either way, but it's a stay away from my from my perspective. What do you think of that 43 over under? Yeah, let's take the under. I would think the way the 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 touchdowns are scarce for Seattle and uh, no Lynch. Yeah, yeah, that could be a good uh, under bet. Yeah, you could see that as a twenty-four-seven Bengals win or a sixteen-thirteen Seahawks win. Exactly. Exactly. But that's a stay away. Um, I still think Bengals still need to get some credit in Vegas, and maybe they are a you know a team that we have to ride until they get that credit. But we'll pass this week. Okay, it's just I think a pass makes sense based on how tough Seattle's defense has looked yep. last couple games with Cam. Okay, uh, Arizona at Detroit, and uh, it looks like you know Arizona minus two and a half. Yeah. We stayed away from that one. Uh, how come? Yeah, I mean I, I would lean toward Arizona as well. I think they're a good team. They they got beat at home last week. Um, yeah, just maybe nothing just jumped out at us. I, I lean Arizona, but not strong enough to to bet them. Yeah, and I think uh, you had to be somewhat impressed by the fight in Detroit Monday yeah. night. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's a good one to pass on. Uh, New England uh, coming off a bye, going to Dallas without Romo, without Des Bryant. Uh, why in the world wouldn't you take New England giving eight and a half? It's got all, yeah. That's got all the markings of a blowout. But it seems like too. It seems too easy, right? When it's too easy, be suspicious, be skeptical. Um, that's another of those games. Uh, New England could win by, could be up by a bunch and in control. And Dallas, Brandon Whedon, a late touchdown drive cuts it to seven. Um, I, I, that's just I'd lean New England too. It seems too obvious, but when it's too obvious, you pass. Exactly. That's my feeling entirely. Mm-hmm. Denver at Oakland. Yeah. We stayed away from that one. Yeah. Uh, Denver minus four and a half. Oakland had their chance last week to be to be uh, three and one. Um, they just just punted away a bad loss in Chicago against a team they should have beat. Um, if you can't excuse that, that was their chance. They missed it. Um, I'd lean towards Denver, but at the same time, um, road favorites is not something we like to see, and given five is too much. So. That's a pass. But doesn't it show to you that that spread uh, is saying that Vegas respects Oakland this year? I, I mean, know. in the past, Oakland has been just... That game's in Oakland, and they're five-point dogs. I, I'm not sure. That's a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I just feel like, you know, in, in years past, we would have seen even more. Maybe so. I mean, maybe it's a Denver bet. You know, if, if they're, you think Oakland's over, you know has a little bit, a bit more respect than they thought. But I don't think Denver's won a game by five all year. Like, they've been squeaking out some. So I think that's a pass. Okay, I agree. And so then we go to San Francisco at Giants. 
and uh, we're taking the Giants yeah. minus this, seven. Yeah. I'm a little over- worried about overreaction there. Um, the Giants were good last week. I've been down on the Giants all year. Um, they, they whooped Buffalo, like we said, and we were against them. But this, this bets that San Francisco is totally lost. Um, they, what have they, they've scored 10 points in the last three weeks. They stink. Um, this is in New York. We're given seven, so a, a chunk of change. But uh, I think if you're the Giants, you score 17 points, you win by seven, right? And Beckham's looking good. Yeah. I mean, he's catching everything. Yeah. And so I think there's, there are two teams going in opposite directions. Yeah. I think going out to uh, New York is, is going to be really tough for yeah. the Niners. Uh, hostile venue. Yeah. I think we're going to cover that one. Last game's the Monday game, Pittsburgh at San Diego. And we're taking Pittsburgh, the underdogs, yeah. uh, getting three points. I, I, I'm not sure San Diego's good at football. I mean, that's the that's the first part. I don't think they're very. They might be good at tennis or something, but I'm not, I don't think they're that good. And they shouldn't be three point favorites. Vic is capable. Yeah, you feel much better with Roethlisberger, but Pittsburgh's a good team. They'll let you know. Vic's been got a week under his belt. He's going to be better. They still could have won that game against Baltimore. Sure, on the road on a Monday night's probably not where you want to be, but if you got the. Uh, experienced, um, better team, I think you're happy to take the points and try to win the game. Yeah, and I think Pittsburgh could just flat win it, and yep. we need a couple underdogs in there, yep. uh, separating us somewhat from the pack, perhaps. But, um, yeah, I think it's good. The Vikings are uh, in a bye week, so you yeah. don't have to listen you're to me free, talk about them. You're a free agent this week. Yeah, yeah. and so I think I'm going to go for a nice fall hike, maybe, right. or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, no, I think I think we're in good shape this week. What, what did you think about the London game? Uh, you know, it was kind of fun. I was teasing my wife. Isn't this great that I can start watching football at 6.30 in the morning? Do you think they ought to do more of that? Yeah, I just stumbled out of bed in my underwear and turned on the TV and started <laughs> that coffee. And it was, it was in the third quarter already. Like, how, you know, how did it get there? But, well, yeah, it was fantastic. They're talking about expanding that so that yeah. perhaps, you know, every Sunday yeah. we'll have a game, you know, starting that early. I thought it was That was crazy. our missed, missed opportunity last week, those Jets. We should we – should, the Dolphins were – a mess, you know. They fired their coach. That that was a missed opportunity. I think we could have got off to an early win. Yeah, I think it's interesting. The NFL, you know, trying to expand into other countries, and uh, it seemed like a well attended game. It yeah. was played pretty well. I mean, it was yeah. fun to watch, and yeah. I get a real uh, kick out of these NFL players, you know, traveling around in Europe, especially London, and the interviews and yeah. so forth, and how they prepare for the trip. I think yeah. it's fun. It's, it's, it's good cool. for the league. I think, and that's you know, both those teams get a buy this week, which is has in the past been a very good betting angle. Um, the the six times zone betting angle, but uh, they both have a, have a bye this week, and we'll have, we'll have to keep an eye on them next week because there might be uh, might be some lingering effects, but we'll, we'll wait wait next week to discuss that. Okay. Well, uh, again, congratulations to your Bengals. I yep. mean, are, do, are you any more impressed? Are you any more uh, confident that they've got a shot at going all the way this year? Uh, yeah. Anything th- different? They're healthier than they've ever been. If they stay healthy... With their weapons, they're really good defensively and offensively. They're a complete team. Last year they were for about four weeks until they started getting nicked by injuries, and we're we're a, we're a zombie by the end of the the end of the year. You know with that team was not they had no one to throw the ball to, and they had no offense. Um, they stay healthy. They can play against anyone. New England's you know the 
far above, I think, everyone right now. They're they're a juggernaut. But if any can, anyone can beat them and restore uh, goodness and sanity to the world, I think right now it's the Bengals. And how do you feel about Seattle? I mean, uh, you've seen them now through four weeks. Yeah. Uh, do they look like a Super Bowl contender? Uh, yeah, I watched all that Monday night, Monday night game. I watched that first week when they lost. They're lost offensively. Um, they can't protect Wilson. He's incredible. He's amazing. He still made unbelievable plays Monday and, and won his team the game. But there, there's some real issues there. And, and it, it, I think it showed me how important Lynch and Chancellor are. That team is built around its muscle, its attitude. When those guys are gone, they don't they're not they're not the same team. You know, when Chancellor was out, yeah, Sherman and all those guys are fast and tough and great, but they need Chancellor for that attitude. And that's the same with Lynch. If Lynch w- runs through there and, and knocks some people over, they get excited, they start to roll. And I think that's a great way to analyze it. I, the surprise for me with Seattle is that Jimmy Graham has just been a meh. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, yeah. you know, he's so talented. Yeah. And when I heard he was heading to Seattle, I thought, what are you going to do when Seattle's in the red zone? And you got that mobility with Wilson. You don't know if he's going to keep it or throw it. You got Lynch to pound the ball. And then you got this huge tight end yeah. to toss, you know, a jump ball to in the end zone. And where's that combo been? Where's Graham been? I think I don't think the Seahawks have been in the red zone enough to say anything. I mean, they, they haven't scored touchdowns. They they haven't got first downs. And I, I mean, that's Russell Wilson doesn't throw the ball very often. They run the ball a lot. He rolls out. He doesn't throw to wide receivers a lot. He has a lot of the dump passes to um, you know tight ends, yeah, and to uh, running backs. But they haven't they haven't moved the ball enough for Graham to be part of that offense. Once they start getting some yardage, he'll he'll get his number of balls. But and once once they're down at the five yard line, he's going to get plenty of of looks in the end zone. But they just haven't done it. Yeah, and third down and long too. You know, I'm yeah. wondering where's Jimmy Graham to move the chains. There have been a lot of three and outs, some yeah, frustrating third downs for a team that should be very capable of you know getting four yards or so on third down. To I move think the they chain. can, but the, those negative plays Monday night, all the sacks, all the you know the the second and twenty fours, those those you're you know that's not what Wilson's going to do. He made a couple of big long scrambles and. And those crazy scrambles where then he throws it for 40 yards, which are unstoppable. Well, if any of our uh, listeners are diehard Seahawks fans, we invite you to weigh in, uh, and we can read your comments next week. But if you have any thoughts on how Seattle can right the ship uh, offensively with Graham or any other way, uh, Tim, how do they let us know? Yeah, you can send us an email at audio at eastoregonian.com. Yeah, we'd love... uh, to talk some uh, trouble with the Bengals and the Seahawks, you know, you can talk some smack. I, um, I can take it. Um, if, if the Seahawks win by 20 and you, you want to rub my nose in it, I'm happy to hear it. So send us an email at audio at eastoregonian.com. And if you want to recap their picks yeah, uh, and our we'll picks, sign out. 3-2 um, and two last week, 12-8 and eight on the year. This, this week we're going with Buffalo minus 2.5 on the road, Baltimore minus 6.5 at home, St. Louis on the road getting 9 New York Giants at home giving seven. And the Pittsburgh Steelers Monday night on the road, three-point underdogs. Those are our picks. Buffalo, Baltimore, St. Louis, New York Giants, and Pittsburgh. Thanks, uh, listeners, and we'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. EO Audio is a production of the East Oregonian. Music by Drew Langton. 